0: Returned to Texas, the former was stationed for the winter at San Antonio, under instructions to keep in touch with the market, while I loitered between Fort Worth and the home ranch. The arrival of the list of awards came promptly as usual, but beyond a random glance was neglected, pending state developments. An advance of two dollars and a half ahead was predicted on all grades, and buyers and superintendents of cattle companies in the North and West were quietly dropping down into Texas for the winter, inquiring for and offering to contract cattle for spring delivery at Dodge and Ogallala. I was quietly resting on my oars at the ranch when a special messenger arrived, summoning me to Washington. The motive was easily understood and on my reaching Fort Worth, the message was supplemented by another one from Major Hunter, asking me to touch at Council Grove en route. Writing Edwards fully, what would be expected of him during my absence, I reached the grove, and was joined by my partner, and we proceeded on to the National Capital. Arriving fully two weeks in advance of the closing day for bids, all three of us called and paid our respects to the heads of the War and Interior Departments. On special request of the Secretaries, an appointment was made for the following day, when the Senator took Major Hunter and me under his wing and coached us in support of his suggestions to either department. There was no occasion to warn me, as I had just come from the seat of Beef Supply and knew the feverish conditions of affairs at home. THE APPOINTMENTS WERE KEPT PROMPTLY. AT THE INTERIOR DEPARTMENT, WE TARRIED BUT A FEW MINUTES AFTER INFORMING THE SECRETARY THAT WE WERE SUBMITTING NO BIDS THAT YEAR IN HIS DIVISION, BUT ALLOWED ourselves TO BE DRAWN OUT AS TO THE WHY AND WHEREFORE. MAJOR HUNTER WAS A MAN OF MODERATE SCHOOLING, APT IN CONVERSATION, AND DID NEARLY ALL THE TALKING, THOUGH I PUT IN A FEW GENERAL OBSERVATIONS. We were cordially greeted at the War Office, good cigars were lighted, and we went over the situation fully. The reports of the year before were gone over, and we were complimented on our different deliveries to the Army. We accepted all flatteries as a matter of course, though the past is poor security for the future. When the matter of contracting for the present year was broached, we confessed our ability to handle any awards in our territory to the number of fifty to 75,000 beeves, but would like some assurance that the present or forthcoming appropriations would be ample to meet all contracts. Our doubts were readily removed by the firmness of the secretary when, as we arose to leave, Major Hunter suggested, by way of friendly advice, that the government ought to look well to the bonds of contractors, saying that the beef-producing regions of the West and South had experienced an advance in prices recently, which made contracting cattle for future delivery extremely hazardous. At parting, regret was expressed that the sudden change in affairs would prevent our submitting estimates only so far as we had the cattle in hand. Three days before the limit expired, we submitted twenty bids to the War Department. Our figures were such that we felt fully protected, as we had twenty thousand cattle on our northern range, while advice was reaching us daily from the beef regions of Texas. The openings of proposals was no surprise, only seven fallen to us, and all admitting of southern beeves. Within an hour after the results was known, A wire was sent to Edwards, authorizing him to contract immediately for 22,000 heavy steer cattle and advance money liberally on every agreement. Duplicates of our estimates had been sent him the same day they were submitted at the war office. Our Segundo had tripled the number of cattle in sight, and was then in a position to act intelligently. The next morning, Major Hunter and I left the capital for San Antonio, taking a southern route through Virginia, sighting old battlefields where both had seen service on opposing sides, but now standing shoulder to shoulder as trail drovers and army contractors. We arrived at our destination promptly. Edwards was missing, but inquiry among our bankers developed the fact that he had been drawing heavily the past few days, and we knew that all was well. A few nights later he came in, having secured our requirements at an advance of two to three dollars a head over the prices of the preceding spring. The livestock interests of the state were centering in the coming cattle convention, which would be held at Fort Worth in February. At this meeting, heavy trading was anticipated for present and future delivery and any sales effected would establish prices for the coming spring. From the number of northern buyers that were in Texas and others expected at the convention, Edwards suggested buying before the meeting at least half the requirements for our beef ranch and trail cattle. Major Hunter and I both fell in with the idea of our Segundo, and we scattered to our old haunts under agreement to report at Fort Worth for the meeting of the clans. I spent two weeks among my ranchmen friends on the headwaters of the Frio and Nueces rivers, and while they were fully awake to the advance in prices, I closed trades on twenty-one thousand two and three-year-old steers for March delivery. It was always a weakness in me to overbuy, and in receiving, I could never hold a herd down to the agreed numbers, but my shortcomings in this instance proved a boon. On arriving at Fort Worth, the other two reported having combed their old stamping grounds of half a dozen counties along the Colorado River and having secured only 15,000 head. Everyone was waiting until after the cattle convention, and only those who had stock in hand could be induced to talk business or enter into agreements." The convention was a notable affair. Men from Montana and intervening states and territories rubbed elbows and clinked their glasses with the Texans, too. Here's to a better acquaintance. The trail drovers were there to a man. The very atmosphere was tainted with cigar smoke. The only sounds were cattle talk, and the nights were wild and sleepless. I'll sell 10,000 Panhandle three-year-old steers for delivery at Ogallala, spoken in the lobby of a hotel or bar room, would instantly attract the attention of half a dozen men in fur overcoats and heavy flannel. What are your cattle worth, laid down on the plat? was the usual rejoinder, followed by a drink, a cigar, and a conference, sometimes ending in a deal or terminating in a friendly acquaintance. I had met many of these men at Abilene, Wichita, and Great Bend, and later at Dodge City and Ogallala, and now they had invaded Texas, and the son of a prophet could not foretell the future. Our firm never offered a hoof, but the three days of the convention were forewarnings of the next few years to follow. I was personally interested in the general tendency of the men from the upper country to contract for heifers and young cows. And while the prices offered for northern delivery were a distinct advance over those of the summer before, I resisted all temptations to enter into agreements. The northern buyers and trail drovers selfishly joined issues in bearing prices in Texas. Yet, in spite of their united efforts, over 200,000 cattle were sold during the meeting and had figures averaging fully $3 a head over those of the previous spring. The convention adjourned, and those in attendance scattered to their homes and businesses. Between midnight and morning of the last day of the meeting, Major Hunter and I closed contracts for two trail herds of 6,500 head in Erath and Comanche counties. Within a week, two others of straight three-year-olds were secured one in my home county, and the other fifty miles northwest in Throckmorton. This completed our purchases for the present, giving us a chain of cattle to receive from within one county of the Rio Grande on the south to the same distance from Red River on the north. The work was divided into divisions. One thousand extra saddle horses were needed for the beef herds and others, and men were sent south to secure them. All Private and Company Remudas had returned to the Clear Fork to winter, and from there would be